Hey everybody, the R&R Show is brought to you this week by Arcane Wonders. Hello! Hello! Look, I that, always I, feel relaxed. Yeah, okay, good. I was going to say, I felt like that was a little more, it's getting a little smoother every it, week. I kept waiting for something to just blow up in our faces and just have a last <laughs> minute panic, but I'm just sitting there jazzing out to the music. If we yeah. muted, people would hear me just snapping along and... Uh, and then this, it just started. Other than I had a little frog in my throat because I hadn't spoken for five minutes, which is weird <laughs> for me. It, 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 it's, it's going too smooth. Something. I, I'm jinxing us right now. I know. Uh, here it is. I'm sure the yeah. internet will blow up at any second. Friends, welcome to the R&R Show. My name is Ruel Gaviola. That is Rado. We are so happy that you've joined us today. we got a lot of people in chat. This is great. Love seeing all y'all. Appreciate you uh, hanging out with us, spending part of your day with us as we talk about board games and more. Uh, shout uh, out to... Tommy Miller, Amanda Panna, Gerald, Monica, um, all kinds of people. This is great. Yannick, appreciate y'all. Felicitas would like to point out that apparently you're staging a coup because our windows are reversed. Oh, Somebody has taken the There uh, it is. The, there the it is. We, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Felicitas, for... Uh, for keeping me, for keeping somebody honest around yes, here. Yes, yes. Um, Don't forget who the so, first star is, for now, anyway. That, that is correct. Um, it's funny, we were just, we totally jinxed ourselves. I thought I had that set up, but I didn't. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to chat for keeping us honest. Appreciate yep. Well, if that's the worst thing that happens today, then this will be a good show. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of good shows, we've got, I think we've got a really fun one. We are going to be looking at the top 10 games of Gen Con 2021, folks, um, but before we get to that, we've got plenty of things to do real quickly mm-hmm. here. What yes. would we like to start with? What do we usually start with, friends? It is... What's on this. my table? What is on your table, Rado? Well, let me go on ahead and show you. Uh, if I can find the button. There it is. Hey, it's Furnace! Um, from Hobby World Games, uh, I think the biggest board game publisher in Russia, but Arcane Wonders, our sponsor this week, is bringing it over to uh, wider distribution, uh, a new English uh, edition that includes, or has available, I should say, a wonderful mat. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they've uh, done some new capitalist stuff. The overall production is fantastic. And for folks who like game mats, but they're always kind of thinking, oh, these are so annoying. What do you do with them? Do you hang them in your closet or something like that? I would never necessarily suggest this, but the game comes with a lovely insert if you like such things. But if you remove the insert, the game mat will fit in the box, which is oh, a rarity whoa. indeed. But uh, the game itself is a really brilliant fusion of worker placement and auction. I did a uh, roundup for it last year. The notion is we're bidding on all of these different industrial operations that let us generate resources or convert resources to other resources, all the type of Euro stuff you do. But, well, if I were the red player and I were to bid three on this, I might not want to win this. I might be hoping that you, as the uh, black player, might bid four because if you do, you outbid me. I get a consolation prize. I get to convert steel into oil three times. So often you will make bids hoping, praying that somebody will outbid you. But you want your bid to be as high as possible so you can get these consolation prizes to be really, really big. And that creates such an interesting um, twist on auctions. It's unlike anything else I've ever seen. And it's, it is brilliant. I really, really love this one. It's so simple. So rich. And on top of that, it has a really solid engine building game as well. As you get more and more of these industries you invest in and they create really interesting combo chains, really good stuff. Furnace. Oh my gosh, this looks like it's going to be my jam. Um, this is on my list of uh, games that I'm most hyped about this year. I know you've done the run through. I, I just saw the Brothers Murph do one. Um, I did, did Shay, I don't know if Shay did, but um, I, everything I've heard about it, it, it just really seems like something I'd really enjoy with the engine building aspect. And I like the thing that unique a bit that you're talking about, how you sort of, you sometimes want other people to take the lead on a bit. And exactly. And then it's, I, I like it, that's that. always the time when they won't do it. And you're like, I'm stuck with this now. <laughs> Why didn't I get it too? I bid too. I, you know, I bid myself into success, and success is sometimes the last thing you want. It's so yes. cool. It's so elegant. I mean, this feels like an idea that we should have seen from Reiner Knizia 15 years ago because it's just so. It's it's one of those really simple, elegant Lost Cities kind of vibes. Oh, um, and it, right and it lives there, up to yeah. that hype. It's it's nice. a phenomenal game. I, I suspect now that I've got a copy, it might make one of my top ten of the year. And uh, I'm really excited to spend more time with it, too. It also has great player scaling for two, also, which a lot of games often don't have. 
I was just going to ask you about that because, yeah, the whole auction thing with two is always a little funky, but that, that's great to hear. I uh, just want to shout out more people in chat. We've got yes. some Twitch friends, uh, Vault Hunter Argus, To Live in Dice in LA, Brain in a Jar. All, all the peeps are here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're talking about Furnace. Um, would you like to talk about Furnace a little more? No, I'm ready to move on to our next topic, which right, I think it. some people are very excited about because we're going to give away a game. All right. Whoop. And not just any game. It's um, Flamecraft. Which I did it ultimately hit two million before? It, has it made it that high yet? I, I think it has. It was super close. Um, I can jump on mine. Yeah, absolutely amazing how successful this was. And um, this is a contest entry we ran last week's episode to get a super deluxe package with the extra. I forget it was called the surprise dragon or the fancy dragon if, and uh -huh. all that. And I've already got everybody's names queued up. I just got to push the button. Are we all ready? Right. Uh, good luck, everybody. Through. Yes, it, I just confirmed it did uh, get over $2 million. So that was a very successful Kickstarter. A really yeah. great little worker placement game. Definitely deserves it. And there's going to be one lucky winner. Who will it be? Good luck, everybody. All right. Wheel of... Ooh, the wheel the winner says... Oh, hello, Jonathan. Jonathan D. Carlson. All right. Congrats, Jonathan D. Congrats Carlson. You. Yes. And my apologies, by the way, to Jonathan. I accidentally pasted the email addresses in instead of the names. Oh. oh <laughs> take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. There we go. That was awful. I'm Congratulations, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very sorry that um, people, Pete, everybody, do not send an email to Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. This is embarrassing. My face is nope. getting red as we speak. You know what? It, it happens. That, that's uh, that's the risk you run of doing a live stream. Folks, uh, be kind. It, it, uh, it shouldn't be a risk of the audience, though. Don't yeah. worry, folks. This will never happen again. We, we will make sure that doesn't happen again. And um, Jonathan, uh, reach out to us, or we'll reach out to you. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be correct? reaching out to you after okay. after the show, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. oh my it, goodness. Uh, still. Uh, you know, he did win a really great prize. Yeah. Um, so that's big, all cool. Big Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah it's going to be great. So, uh, Jonathan, congrats again. Uh, we'll yeah. be reaching out with you, um, and get, uh, be able to uh, send you that game. Yep. Speaking done, of games, I will see if I can blur that out or something like that. Yeah. But continuing. We're not done talking about contests, right? Nope. That is correct. What okay. is next on the list here as far as contests go? Yes. Um, well, this week is a, it's our first for the show for our seventh episode. We are giving away two games, um, which means next week the wheel will be run twice. Um, and one of them is going to be a copy of Furnace complete with player mat that does fit in insert list box. And uh, whoever wins it will be, I'm sure, very, very happy because it's fantastic. And also a game that just launched on Kickstarter yesterday that is already funded, Solar Sphere, will be um, giving away their Solar Pledge, which includes a copy of Solar Sphere and the expansion for Solar Sphere and a copy of the prequel, Solar Storm, which is a little cooperative uh, game all about you know being in close proximity to a star. And and um, playmats, you know, and, and deluxified versions of everything. So two winners next week, although wow. you only have to enter the contest once. Uh, and we'll see who wins Furnace and Solar uh, Sphere and, and Solar Storm. Now, so that's really three games. But there is one caveat. It's going to be a little bit more complicated this week than most weeks because Arcane Wonders, our sponsor of the show this week, uh, um, uh, uh, can only send copies of Furnace to uh, the United States and Canada. Uh, they do not have the rights to ship it into other territories. So this week, folks, unlike previous weeks, when you send your um, entry to contests at rotto.com, which I'm sure uh, Ruel is putting at the bottom of the screen right now, when you send that in, you're going to have to put a secret word in the subject line of the email, like always, and the secret word will be coming soon, like always. But in the um, actual email itself, please, this week, tell me what country you live in. Whether you live in Bulgaria or South Korea or Canada or the United States. Uh, because this week I'll need to know. Because um, we'll take all of the entries that come in. Everybody will have the potential to win um, the, the Solar Sphere package. And the American and Canadian viewers will have an opportunity to win furnace i don't know i actually didn't think about it till right this second maybe the uh 
Canada and North America should win furnace and everybody else in the world should have a chance at solar sphere. Does that I, I think I, I think that's a, that might be a good way to do it. Yeah, I that way that. everyone has a, good, a fair shot. And yeah. um, I'm, there are two great games, of course. Oh, so, gosh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, what? I would be happy to win any of this stuff. So. Yeah, that's uh, so folks, if you don't know, if this is your first episode ever, because you're just here to hear us talk about Gen Con games, which we've yet to talk about um, <laughs> at some point during the show, there is a secret word that either Ruel or I will very casually and nonchalantly work into the conversation. And what we hope is the other one of us misses that completely. And in which case we get to make fun of them. But regardless, <laughs> we will point out to you, hey, everybody, the secret word is whatever it is. And then we'll remind you about the email and all that stuff. So that's going to be coming soon. Soon, the secret word reveal, which means you could then enter the contest to win either Furnace if you're in Canada or North America, or the Solar Sphere pledge if you are elsewhere. All right, nice, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, All folks, right. yeah, just pay attention. We will, when we say the uh, magic word, hopefully we'll catch it, and we, we shall see. For those you scoring at home, it is three to three. Rado's got me three times. I've got hit him three times. Oh, that's right. This, this is, is the big tiebreaker. This for all marbles. Rel was really strong in the first few episodes. When I made a big comeback, I've Huge totally comeback. blindsided him. Yep. And we'll see how it works. You remember what the secret word is, all right? Um, I do, and I almost said it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been our second big goof of the episode. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you did better than me. Okay. Well, Okay, Let, let's uh, let's get to talking about some Gen Con games, shall we? Let's talk about Gen Con, shall we? Now, here's yeah. what we're doing. Um, we have gone to the Gen Con preview, which you can find on BoardGameGeek. In fact, I should have done this ahead of time. If you're watching after the live is over, I'll put a link down to the preview that is cultivated and maintained by Eric Martin, Mr. Board Game Geek News, uh, you know, who every year dutifully tries to talk to all the publishers and say, please tell me what games you will have at this show, and um, you know, collates it all for us we have used this as our guiding star we took out games that are just going to be there for demo purposes we we are or um expansion so we're just talking about new games that are getting their big launch there were some games on the list that have actually already been out for a while and they're just kind of getting a push uh, i left those out i tried to get for hey this is if you're at the show these are the new coolest things that you can't get anywhere else i don't did you do the same or did you straddle that line and that's exactly it. These little ones that, um, so folks, if you don't know, I'm actually going to be a Gen Con yes. this year. Yes. So these are the games that when I'm on the floor, I'll be excited and looking forward to and not running, but I will be walking briskly to the booths to find them. So yeah, if folks, you are at Gen Con um, next week, you might, you can meet Ruel there because he's actually going to do some live streaming of games. Yes. And so that's very, very exciting. And, um, you know, and, for, for folks who are concerned, uh, we did talk about this a little bit before. You know, this is uh, not a decision well made lightly. I should let you talk about this, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, bringing that up. Um, this is something that I struggled with. and I'm still struggling with because of the current state of uh, things uh, health-wise uh, here in our country. Um, but I am fully vaccinated. And um, I actually just took a test uh, last night. So just to make oh. sure. And if I need to, I will take another test while, while I'm out there. Um but so far, so good. Um, it's not a dis decision that I took lightly. Um, I discuss it with my family, and um, I'm going to go. Uh, I will be masked, and I'm so I'm a hugger by nature. I will not. I will not be giving out hugs, unfortunately. You will stifle your hug. Your, I will your huggy urges. Exactly, my huggy urges will be with me, but I will be giving away friendly hello waves the entire All right. time. All so, right. friends, there if you're you. out there, please uh, wave to me and. Perhaps we can play a game or, or, or hang out. But yes, um, I will be there. And um, let's talk about these games that we're excited yes. about. Yes, okay. Let's start. We, I have five. Ruel has five. Together, we have the definitive, once and for all, incontrovertible top 10 games that you can find at Gen Con this year. Asterix, unless they end up not showing up. Because some of the ones I have do say, well, assuming the boat gets here in time. So that's <laughs> always an issue. But um, why don't you go first? What is your number 10? While well, I actually okay. pull my list up, which I forgot to do before we started filming. Oops. Okay, cool. Uh, my number 10 is... Okay, okay so I'm going to be honest about this. This one, <laughs> the name alone got me. <laughs> <laughs> the name alone got me, friends. Uh, okay. This <laughs> Grease Lightning... Oh, it's not showing up. Um, oh, you know what it is? Um... Hey, there's our one goof. Well, we've got a couple of goofs. Our third here. goof, I think. Our third uh, goof, who's yeah. Keeping track? Not that we're counting, keeping track. But uh, this is Grease Lightning. I mean, come on, folks. If the name alone, I, I had to, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, this is from Kathleen Mercury. This is what um, 
really it piqued my interest because Kathleen is an educator. Uh, okay. She's been an uh, educator within, and uh, she uses board games in her classroom. I believe she's a middle school teacher, but I, I think she just moved um, and perhaps changed job, but she is still a teacher. Show it's from Wiz. What's that? Show us the game. There's the game right there. The game. Um, it's Grease Lightning, and it's uh, Kathleen Mercury from Wiz Kids. Uh, this is a racing game. Okay. okay. And look at this cool little thing. You are racing in these, uh, this almost like a drain. <laughs> it looks like a drain to me, right? But uh, oh, you're going to cracking in the center of the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Got to watch out for the cracking. So you're a captain. Hydra, uh, yeah, a Hydra. That's right. Uh, you're going around in your boat on this circular track, and you have a navigation die and a movement die. You're rolling uh, one of them, and then the lower, uh, I think uh, you can bust, so it's a push-your-luck thing. And you've got these, I don't know if y'all can see, there's 12 wedges here that you're going to go around and around the Hydra. And you're going to collect fish that will you know, give you some boosts as well, like Favor of the Gods. And the Whirlpool, you got to be careful of the Whirlpool. Um, you can have multiple exits from this. So it's basically a race game, but you've got all the different things going on, which elevates it, I believe, in my mind. And I'm just curious because Kathleen Mercury is someone I've followed for a long time. Oh, really? As a, yeah, as an educator, um, because my wife's a teacher, so I'm always looking for, yes, I'm always looking for fellow teachers. And uh, I'm wondering if, uh, I'm curious to see, I don't know if the design diary is out yet, but I'm curious to see if she actually use this in her classroom and if she's using uh -huh. it in other classrooms as well. So that's that's uh, one of the games I'm really looking forward to at Gen Con. I'm going to track this down when I'm at the convention. That is very cool. And teachers are the unsung hero of our modern society. Uh, shout out to teachers everywhere. Michelle Amen. and um, was it Kathleen? Was the Mercury? Mm -hmm. uh, Kathleen right, yeah. Mercury, yes. All right. Cool. All right, cool. All right, well, that's very interesting. Although I love how you, you I love that you were honest and said, look, I, I just like a good pun. <laughs> You're right. Like I'm just, I, I threw it out there. I, it made me You're laugh. It still man. makes me laugh. And a yes. simple man, a simple pun. That'll get that, you every time. Okay. That's all fun, friends. <laughs> all right. Well, so that's our number 10. Our yeah. number nine is on my list. I don't know how to pronounce this because it's got a couple of accents. So I'm just going to spell it for you. It's O-L-T-R-E-E. -E. I assume it's Oltree. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. There you go. It's the second one down. So... Ooh. I'm very excited about this. And I'm not surprised if this didn't jump out at you on the geek list because Ooh. there's no art for it uh, okay. in the preview. But it, this has gorgeous art from Mr. Vincent Dutre himself. Vincent Dutre always has amazing looking stuff. And it is from designer um, Antoine Bauza. Uh, you know, Mr. Seven Wonders. Yes. Mr. I mean, I mean a, a list too long I mean, of, you know, of amazing stuff. Don't look at the boring uh, prototype pictures. Actually, you know what? Hey. Don't go to the pictures. There's actually a thread. Uh, if you go to the forums, uh, there's got a lot of finalized art, really beautiful pictures of the characters ooh. and stuff like that. Uh, it's, um, where is it? Uh, I think it was under general, I think. Or let's see. It was something about, I could read French. So, upcoming piece in tabletop. Oh, man. Um, what we, what we know just, so far. What we know so far. That's the one. What we know so far. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Uh, updated rules English. What we know so far. Oh, you just scrolled it off the screen. Oh, where was it? Um, let me go back to general. Down. There we go. Down, Update down. rules in English and French. What we know so far. I believe that was the one. Oh, um, okay, yes. Yeah. So just start scrolling. There's tons of final art here. Um, you know, really good pictures of the of the board and all that. But this is a pandemic-y style fantasy adventure game where you know we're we're special characters. We're moving around trying to solve all the problems that exist out in the countryside. And it is a big, elaborate. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, a narrative campaign game. You know. Ever since Gloomhaven came out a few years ago, everybody's working on, well, what's our big epic narrative campaign game that you can play through multiple uh, campaign, uh, you know, story chapters and as the world evolves and changes and stuff like that. So um, this is Antoine Bowser's. In, uh, in that thread, it talks about how he's been working on this design for six years. Oh, my and, gosh. And, you know, so I expect... 
big, big things from this. And the only reason this didn't rate higher for me is because in that description, it did talk about how, hey, there will be events and you have to do some roll to resolve stuff with custom dice. I, you can see them there in that picture. I'm always a little bit nervous. In a cooperative yeah. game, I'm a bit happier about roll to resolve. So we'll see how that comes out. But I know it's going to be gorgeous. I am confident the uh, design will be solid because it's one of the premier designers in the industry. He's been working on this game for over half a decade. And wow. uh, yeah. I, I think it should. I think it'll probably uh, be on a lot of people's watch lists uh, moving forward. My the number nine on the list, Oltre or maybe Oltre. I'm not sure what the two yeah. accented e's mean. This, this one, yeah, I didn't even have this on my radar. But the second you said Antoine Bauza, I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to seek this one out. Yeah. Um, in addition to um, Seven Wonders, uh, Takanoko, um, Tokaido, and yeah, a lot of great games. Hanabi. Hanabi. Um, yep. 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 Fantastic. Oh, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. That's I'm ready to check that one. Well, out. Well, you're gonna be there. You gotta find. I'm it. gonna find it. I'm gonna track no, it down. This is one of those ones that may not make it. They're hoping it's gonna be there. They, they're right. hoping they're gonna have some copies. And if they do, I imagine they'll be gone quick. So yep. something to mind. I will have to run, or I'm gonna walk briskly toward. Uh, my <laughs> number. My next game that I'm looking forward to is Die. Oh, okay. Did I? Did you do a run through, or did Shay do? No, a I am not. I'm really okay. interested in this one. I am too. This looks fantastic. So the thing, let me see if I can find the um, that. picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, there okay. you go. That's the box. That's the insert. I, I mean, I love these little divers here. Um, I don't know if you, they can show it or if they have Those a picture. Well, I mean, just, just go with that. Yeah. We'll because, go with this. Yeah. The central idea, if you just click on that and blow it up bigger, I, yeah. I think you can, you can get the idea across of what is going on here. Yeah. So um, you are, you're a diver and um, it's a rite of passage. You're trying to get this stone and um, it's a simultaneous play game, which always interests me. Um, and what's really cool about this, is you can't really tell, it's got transparent ocean cards. So yes. your diver, yeah, you got a set of five air tokens, and then these um, transparent ocean cards are going to go on top of each other. And you're trying to figure out, um, you're trying to perceive where they are and stuff. And um, if there's a shark there, you got to be careful. The shark, there's a turtle or manta ray, all kinds of things. You're trying to evaluate where everything is. And oh, it's it, you know, it reminds me of that the what's the card crafting game, uh, Mystic Veil? Vale, how it's oh yeah yeah yeah. Stuff. Mm -hmm. I, this is a totally different game, but it, I'm always fascinated by having the transparencies and how they're going to use these in games. So I think the, you know, as games continue to develop here, we're seeing finding new ways to use use these transparencies. And you know, it, it's another thing where I just, you know, we are of the age, Rado, where we remember in school the little transparencies that the teachers would put, and we would oh on the projectors, yeah, <laughs> on yeah, the projector, yeah. yeah. And that's the uh, first thing I thought of uh, here. But I mean, it looks like a fun game. Um, this is another family style game, so that's that uh, right there appeals to me um, because I know I'm going to be able to get on the table with uh, Michelle and Lauren because they're more uh, casual gamers. Um, so yeah, and another thing that I love about this, it comes with a solitaire mode, so I can always play oh, okay. by myself as well. So that is dive. Yep, and I imagine that's something that if you do get your hands on it, you'll be seeing on uh, folks uh, on your Twitch channel coming yes, soon. Yes, absolutely. Um, Twitch channel, I and folks, you can also find all me all my all my archived live streams from Twitch over here on my YouTube channel as well. Yes. So check out that. Um, and I do some uh, top ten lists as well on my own. Um, uh, what? I, I, yeah, I, I've been You're doing. Two time me. You're stepping out. Yeah, I, I'm stepping out by myself. I feel like I've been able to, you know, through the confidence I've gained here, I've been able to talk about my own top tens as well. Uh, but yeah, that is dive. I mean, the the artwork and everything is just it's just really appealing to me. Uh, the theme too, you know, rite of passage. You're gonna start diving and trying to get these rocks and stuff. Yeah, Very it cool. looked gorgeous, and I love that idea that that stacking idea. And okay, what's actually down there? What's three yep. levels down? Oh, here's that, you know, and, and you're committing to going down there. That's so cool. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, yeah. So there's the uh, there. You can see the transparencies. There. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. 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 For cool. folks who are watching instead of listening, because of course this is a podcast as well. Uh, you can always listen to this after the fact at podcast.rado.com. But uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, Tommy Miller says that Dice Tower has covered it and it looked really great there. So. Oh, good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank and by you, the way, what's this? This is two for two ocean themed games. Yeah. You know, I I, I think it's maybe. I have a feeling I, I'm just in the mood to travel, you know, so I am, okay. I need to get to the oceans one of these days. So therefore I'm going to Gen Con, if that makes there sense. There you go, so, yes, as far away <laughs> as you can get, practically. The, the Indianapolis Ocean. Um, uh, <laughs> let's move on. What's All the right. next game on your list? So, uh, that was your number eight. My number seven is Vivid. Ah, yeah, that was on yeah. my list. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, that is an excellent one. I can confirm it's excellent because Jen, I've already played a prototype. I covered it when it was on Kickstarter uh, earlier this year. So I, if I recall correctly, so I think, or maybe it was last year. I think it was this year though. So it's gotten a fairly fast turnaround and it is a gorgeous game with art from Andrew Bosley, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing for me, I actually wasn't really that interested in the game at first because it is an abstract. And, and this is an abstract along the same lines as Azul. You know, ever since Azul was such a monster hit, it seems like all yeah. publishers, hey, where's our really gorgeous, wonderful components, really thoughtful, thinky abstract? And, uh, you know, this is one of them. And uh, the reason I went and checked it out ultimately is because my wife recently told me, based on playing Quaddle, that I really like these. I like beautiful, gorgeous, um, just fun to touch and feel abstracts. So nice. we did try it. And it turns out it was Jen's favorite game the month we played it. Um, because what we're trying to do, it, it is an abstract game, but thematically, we are trying to recall vivid childhood memories. And we're doing that by getting little fragments. We're, we're doing kind of a draft to grab these fragments. And we literally put them in our brain. Um, but when we put them in our brain, they have to go in certain patterns, but they have to be in different patterns. So once we start getting these things arrayed in our brain, we have to start using special patterns powers to split them up and make them achieve certain patterns that will let us recall these wonderful childhood memories. The interesting thing is, as we're getting the fragments, we are also getting um, new memory powers we get uh, that give us new abilities we can do but the and give us targets that we're trying you know those show us what kind of memories we're trying to make the problem is every time we end up taking one of these we end up having to override our base powers which are the really powerful ones that let us adjust things so as soon as i take this oh this is a way i can score points but i've got to cover up one of the tools i use to actually manipulate my brain and until i can get this completed i lose that special power so there's a really interesting compromise oh. you're constantly having to make okay i think i can finish this quick so i don't mind losing this power for a couple of rounds to get it back and it's it's really sharp lovely the the little uh, no, not porcelain but you know you know that that same kind of yeah feel that the azul tiles have um yeah. you know and trying to squeeze them all together and 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 just and and then and the, the super charming art is the icing on the cake is it from floodgate games i think maybe it is floodgate yeah, yeah. and floodgate they, their games are i mean um they're the ones that originally did azul is that correct or no but no, no. they did sagrada sagrada that's it yes. yeah and they also did and, a game uh, called Holy, which was, oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Another beautiful production. And yeah. if I recall correctly, this is um, Riddle and Pinchback. Oh. Or, or is it? Or is it Dunstan and Gilbert? It's one, oh. of, the, it's one of my two favorite pairs. Uh, we got to check. Oh, credit where credit oh, is Oh, it is Dunstan and Gilbert. It's Dunstan and Gilbert, Gilbert the, yeah. the Elysium team, together again for a wonderful little game. My number seven, Vivid. So the, uh, I'm just looking at the picture here. Is are those? Is that actually your brain that you're? Yes. Yes. That it, you are wow, literally that's... plugging the stuff into your brain. So you're like uh, etching these memories or burning these memories into your brain. Is that right? Well, you're, you're trying to make them vivid. You want vivid memories. So you'd say it, it's burned in your brain. Yes, I would. Oh! <laughs> oh! 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 The secret word is. Burn. Burn, baby. Burn, baby. Burn. burn. Disco Inferno. <laughs> because, of course, we have a game about furnaces. We have a game about building a Dyson sphere around a very hot star. Burn really tied both of those together. Burn. Here's the thing. I will tell you later on when I had the absolute perfect segue. Oh. And I didn't have to. Although, that was pretty good. That okay. was pretty good. Okay. Um, yo, you could have used brain, well, no, would, would, would we have accepted brain burner if we'd said that? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had a game later on that actually had to do with fire. And I was going to say, <laughs> oh, like, okay. Oh, yeah. you got me. I, I, yeah. I was so, I, I knew I had the perfect, I completely forgot I'm playing against somebody here. <laughs> so, okay, folks, the reminder, the secret word is burn. What you must do is put that as the subject of an email that you will send to contest at rotto.com. Or contests, singular, plural, either way is fine. The subject has to have the word burn in it. And remember, this is important. Uh, we haven't done this in the past. In the actual text of the email, it, you must put your country. The, or the, I should say, the country that you would like it shipped to. Because again, Furnace is for our uh, America Canadian players. And the uh, Solar Sphere is for everybody else. So, every, so two winners next week. So definitely do not forget because if you don't tell me the contest, I can't put you on the wheel of names. So subject burn in the, in the, in the text of the email, just your country is all I need. And I promise next week I will not 
publicize your email address. Oh, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, my face is burning red about that. Even as there it speak. is, the secret word again, burning. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So there it is. Yeah, send that secret word. It is burn, and that's all we're gonna say for the rest of the episode. We will remind you at the end to uh, send uh, the the secret word to um, contest at rotom.com. Tommy just pointed out, I just got burned. Oh, <laughs> and I, I think that's the final word on that. We can just... That is, you know, I also love the fact that you immediately launched into Disco Inferno. Um, again, oh, of course, it yeah. has to. Perfect. I mean, that's right? gonna be in my head for the rest of the day. There's no <laughs> about it. <laughs> nice, nice. So that is a vivid. Uh, is it called vivid or vivid memories? Vivid yeah, memories. Vivid I'm sorry. Memories. Yes, my, my mistake. Or actually, I think it, it switched back and forth. At one it point, did. It vivid, then it was vivid memories. Is it vivid yeah. memories? I, I th- it says vivid memories on okay. uh, BGG yes. right now. So. Yeah, I think I think because there was something else already called vivid. So my right. apologies uh, to Floodgate and um, everybody else. Vivid memories. Check if you're a Gen Con, seek it out. If you at all, if you have ever dug Azul or that style of game, this is one I think you you need to look at. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at because uh, Michelle is a big fan. We're big fans of uh, Azul, so I think this was. And actually, this one actually. Um, Oh, Becca Scott and I covered this um, during our Good Looking oh. Kickstarter show. Yeah, she was really hyped about this, in which um, which is how I knew it. Becca um, Scott is a brilliant young woman with impeccable yeah. taste. She I think is. Everyone will agree. A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, let's go on to my game. This is my number. Gosh, I always lose number cash. six. I believe number six. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my number six game is uh, again. I'm I'm not going to the ocean. I'm going away from the ocean. But I'm I'm going to keep things light and happy. And by keeping things light and happy, we're looking at happy. Soup. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you very know, I, in this one. I love game right games. I think they do such an incredible job mm-hmm. of offering uh, gateway family style games, uh, Sushi Go, those uh, along those lines, Abandoned Art, all Artichokes. Um, I just played one called Super Mega Lucky Box, which is a lot of fun. Happy City is going to be another hit uh, with my family. Um, it's a two to five player game. You can see here 23rd Miss. What we're doing here, let me click on some pictures. Give us pictures. So, are there pictures? Yes, there are. Yeah, there are. It's so cute. Oh, good for game right. They know how to put pictures up. Okay. Yeah, look at this. Um, you're building your city. And look, there's a zoo. Look at the bears. The bears are so cute. The um, bears. <laughs> the bears. Uh, what you're doing, it's an engine builder. So this is like basically a lighter Splendor, but um, it only has one currency. You're just uh, worried about, um, oh. you know... Tra- uh, in building your engine to uh, build all these different buildings, uh, museums, igloos, and so forth. And what you're doing, I-, I thought this was really cute. The way you score is the number of, uh, let me make sure I got this right, the number of people in your city, it's going to be multiplied by the number of hearts they've con- um, con- uh, okay. collected. So Super people charming. times hearts, yeah, so you're going to be happy, happy, happy. Um, let me see if there's a. I, I just I love the artwork. It's so cute. But there's no pictures of the game in situ, is there? I don't. Ah. Okay, there, there's a. Oh, look at this hot dog stand. Come on, look at the hot dog stand. How, that is a hot dog for folks who can't see it. <laughs> hot dog stand that looks like a gigantic dog. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you know, engine building like the Splendor, where you know you uh, buy car- certain cards. You're going to buy one per round if you, if you're available or if you're able to. And the tension is: do you get a bunch of cheap ones off the bat, or do you just save up for the more expensive one? And then you're going to um, build and be able to build other um, si- other buildings in your mini metropolis. So that mm-hmm. is Happy City from Game Right. I feel like this is going to be one that, um, for me at least, it'll be a nice little filler uh, between heavier fare. But I-, I love the games like this. Just come on, look at this art. It's happy, happy, happy. Very bright, very colorful, very cutesy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, I um, it's not interesting. It's it's kind of like a lighter splendor. Um, yep. But with a, with a which a much more engaging subject matter. Yeah, Game Right does fantastic job at family yep. gateway style games, so I'm sure this is going to be excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and, people, and, and chat is actually saying that apparently you can play it right now on Board Game Arena if you want to. Oh, check it out ahead of cool, time. cool. And I just noticed uh, right now that okay, you have two ways to play the family version, and the expert version. So I'm assuming the expert version is more along the lines of what um, our audience here huh. would be into. Cool, um, cool, but- cool. I, I will play um, anything from Game Right. I love the games that they put out. So that is my number six. Let's move on to our number five. All right. My number five is one that I had not heard of until I was actually going through Eric Martin's list. So it was totally new for me. It's from publisher DeVere, and it's called Luna Capital. Yes. Oh. Really? Okay. So this got your attention. This totally. I, I think DeVere is coming out some really good games. They did The Red Cathedral, right? Thank you. Um, really really solid games yeah red cathedral is phenomenal i yeah. believe it made my updated top 10 of of last year 
And so, I mean, that has put Devere firmly in my sights. And when I saw they actually have a couple of new games, and I had to pick which one, which one. I ultimately went with this one. This is uh, where players are competing to make the best lunar colony or a capital on the moon. Uh, Luna Capital is the title. But the interesting thing is, um, I think, I'm going to make a prediction here, Ruel. You know how every once in a while there's like a big wave of, of a specific game type? You know, Dominion came out and there was a lot of, you know, uh, Dominion clones. Uh, uh, what's it? The uh, Love Letter came out and then we had a whole bunch of micro games oh. for a while. Yep. This is the latest. Uh, it doesn't have a name yet. I like calling it either Entangled or Entwined Drafting. Like okay. Cascadia. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, or, or overboss and whatnot. The idea mm-hmm. that, well, Hey, there, there are these bundles of cards and tokens. And if I want to take this card, I'm stuck with these tokens. If I want to take that token, I'm stuck with this card. And so you have to make these tough choices. The interesting thing here is the cards are the foundation of what you build on. They're like you actually claiming space on the moon. And then the tokens are what you actually build on the cards. And it sounds super puzzly because the cards can be played in three rows, but they have to be played in ascending order. So if you get like a really good card, but it's a seven and I know, okay, as soon as I put this down, I can't put anything except for an eight above past this. I dare not take this right now, but I really want that token because that little oxygen uh, module or whatever it is, is perfect for what I need. Am I going to make that? And then the other interesting thing too, is the first round, as I understand it, you're taking a card and one token. And then halfway through the game, you're taking a card and two tokens. And then near the end of the game, you're taking a card and three or four tokens. So there's this really interesting escalation where early on you care more about the cards, but you have this really tight restriction. Later on, you are just really bringing in the tokens and trying to figure out, am I going to be able to put them in the right place based on this landscape I've developed? And if you can see the picture, folks, not for nothing, I uh, very appreciate the fact they made a little rocket ship that you use to uh, hold all the tiles and a little <laughs> lunar um, lander module you know, buggy that you, or you use to hold the cards and you made this rocket ship to hold the tiles as you're drawing them. They didn't have to do that, but oh. it looks adorable. It's got yes. really cute art, but I suspect... It's going to be one of those deceptively deep games because it doesn't. It seems like it's a light, silly, family-ish gateway game. But again, you know, entangled drafting is fast becoming one of my favorite mechanisms. It just always works so well. But this yes. is definitely doing some new, entering stuff with that. So that's why Luna Capital is my number five. Wow, Th- this was uh, this was on my list as well. Um, I, so is Entangled Drafting, is that something you just created? No, I did um, not. Uh, okay. That game, uh, or that title was given, uh, I, I got that from designer Seth Jaffe. Okay. Okay, you know, cool. uh, Mr. Eminent Domain. That was Eminent his idea. Domain, yeah. Oh, actually, I kind of like Stacy's uh, comment. And she just called, she said, well, what about calling it dual drafting? Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Duo well, drafting. Duo drafting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, bundle drafting, says Matt. It okay. definitely, I think it's a mechanism that is here to stay. I, I think it's I one of those ones that's been around for a while, but in the last couple of years, people notice, oh, this is really cool. You can do a lot of stuff with this. Yeah, and, sort of like uh, sort of like how deck building in its infancy, yep. uh, Dominion, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. look at where it is now. Same thing with duo drafting or, or entangled drafting. I, I think that is great. And, you know, speaking of uh, that, I, I finally got to play Cascadia this weekend. Oh, yeah. You were very excited about it last week. Played it five times this weekend. I loved it. <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. I sold it, it once. I played it at two, and I played it at four, and I played it at three a couple times. So good. So this is uh, Luna Capital, friends. Yeah, the, this I, I'm all over this one as well. Awesome. Um, let's move on to my number four. All right. Okay. So this one, I'm not going – well, you know what? I am going back to the ocean. I don't know what it is about the ocean these days. <laughs> yes. But this is actually a, a re-release, uh, and I'm going to show you what it is here. Dead Men – Tell no tales. Okay, this yeah, has I been re re-released by Renegade Game Studios. Um, I forget who it was before, but is I like King Clanklow. I've always liked all of his designs. I think he's a really wonderful designer. Um, and this new version does it come with minis? No, they, these are someone's minis that they painted. Um, the new version is it was out of print for a while. Yes, and. On, this is sort of like my shelf of shame, I guess, where I had a copy of this game. I really enjoyed it. I ended up trading it away. But now that this new version, I, I sort of, I don't know if I have FOMO now, but I want it back, Rado. I want to get it, it was back. A, it was a good, good game from designer yes. Kane Klenko. It's uh, basically, you have a crew of pirates that mm-hmm. are running around on a sinking pirate ghost ship. Right. So it's you're also think- on fire. Yeah, and, it, it's um, totally on fire. you all the booty while having to fight off skeletons. Right. 
So no, it's the real this... game, not this person's personal collection. Unless it does come with miniatures, this new version. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, Renegade doesn't do miniatures, do they? I don't no, think so. As a general, they've rule. done stuff for like Power Rangers and stuff. Okay, here's the. There you go. That's movie. a good there shot right of, of the game so, in situ. So think of it, folks, is a uh, a combination of pandemic and uh, Flashpoint. You know, you yeah, gotta put out fires. A, oh, why didn't I say that when I did my run through? That's the perfect encapsulation right? of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's and what I what I love about it too, you know, I love those type of combat uh the combat uh games. So you got a little combat too. Your pirates are gonna fight skeletons and the skeletons and the monsters, they spread out pandemic style, right? Each round you're gonna have to, you know, go to the next tile and stuff. What's really cool about this too is that the tiles, you know, if they get burned. You're trying to get off the ship. You cannot go over those burned tiles. They're just yes. shut out. So mm-hmm. you're sort of you're hosed, uh, basically. So it's it's not an easy game. I think I might have gotten rid of it because I couldn't win at it. I <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. But now that it's come back, I'm like, okay. I know they've streamlined a couple of things. I know that. Um, I don't know if they updated the artwork because the artwork is fantastic. I love the art of. The oh, game. it was a gorgeous game, and really, yeah. the, some of the coolest looking dice, uh, six sided dice, yes. I've ever seen in a game. Yep. And as I recall, the original one came with really cool little silk screen meeples. That's right. That is right. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're meeples. So maybe yeah. they did. I, I don't know. We'll have to check out. I will check it out at Gen Con uh, next week, folks, if they're going to actually have uh, miniatures or what. Uh, but that is uh, my uh, number four game, I believe it is. Um, that is Dead Men Tale No Tales. It's a cooperative game, too, by the way, um, if we didn't make that clear. Yeah. The audience, by the way, would like to know, why didn't you save your burn reference for here? I, you know, I thought about it, but I thought it would be almost too easy, right? I mean, we're talking about fire, like yeah, so I had yeah. to throw it in. Yeah, I, I gotta stay on top of the game, Rado. That's like yeah, it's no, no, you, you, you nailed me. You are the champion. You know, best of seven is where we're at now. I, so and far, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to come back, but okay. we'll, I'll, I'll get you next week, Gaviola. Yes, All yes, right. you will, sir. Okay, so that was your number four, Deadman Tell No Tales, the Renegade Games Edition. All right, um, then let's move on to my number three. Savannah Park. Ah. Uh, and Savannah with an H at the end. Uh, which This was, this was uh, yeah. also on my so, list. This here's the deal. Um, I, I, I didn't recognize the original publisher, but it is getting picked up by Capstone as well. Capstone mm-hmm. can, is kind of fast becoming a publisher that can do no wrong. I mean, they've got really great instincts. But that aside, what's more important to me is this is from Kramer and Keesling. Which is still, yes. I mean, I, I mentioned Dunstan and Gilbert, and I mentioned, um, oh, I mean, oh, who's my other? Oh, uh, R- Riddle and Pinchback. Pinchback. There's a lot of really great designer duos out there, but none of them can touch the brilliance, the uh, the, 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 the amazing design potential whenever uh, Michael Kiesling and Matthias Kramer get together. And so this game is a very simple not exactly a tile layer. At the beginning of the game, you have your board almost completely full of all these savanna animals. And you have a few empty spaces. And everybody has the same collection of tiles on their own board, but kind of arrayed randomly. And on your turn, you will pick one of your animal types, like ostriches or rhinoceros or something like that. And that means everybody has to pick up a rhinoceros or an ostrich, kind of almost like a uh, tiny towns kind of vibe. And everybody picks that tile up someplace, and all they do is flip it over to indicate it's it's uh, been activated. They put it somewhere else on their board, and and that's it. That's that's those are the rules on your turn when you're the lead player. Pick something. Everybody has to pick that up, flip it so it's it's um you know exhausted, and put it someplace else. And what you're doing is you had a layout at the beginning. You're trying to build another layout at the end where you are trying to get the right animals together. Of course, you know like type animals want to be next to other like type animals to score, but the animals won't score unless they also have watering holes. So you want to get the watering holes on tiles closest to your biggest bundles of animals. And um, there are also different. There's preset spots on the board um, like fires, which is when I was going to mention burning. I waited way too long for the burn. Uh. <laughs> I was never going to get there. But you do have to watch out because sometimes you'll have to put these animals next to the fires. Um, but if you put the right animals, they're not affected. So there's it sounds like it's a really simple game where you could teach anybody the rules in less than three minutes. In fact, by the way, folks, if you're checking it out, there's an excellent um, teach the game rules in about three minutes video on Board Game Geek. I don't forget who it was. I, I wasn't recognized. It was phenomenal. Thank you very much to whoever put that video together. It's so sold me on this game. So it's really simple, but it's got complex scoring at the end, trying to get the right sets together, trying to get things into the right spot. But such a simple idea. 
And that's the thing that really typifies a Kiesling and Kramer production is some of the most brilliant, beautiful, elegant gameplay that somehow creates some of the most, you know, head uh, scratchy, brain burnery style gameplay, which is why Savannah Park is my number two. Yeah, I, I love those type of games where it's, you know, pretty easy to learn, but you're going to be sitting there because there are so many decisions to make uh, from this one uh, second yes. choice. I, I love games like that. And yeah, this would have been a great one for to use. You just said brain burnery. That would have been another good I know! I was, <laughs> but yeah, I, I should have. I, well, I had to be fair. It was my number two. I could have made it my number nine and I would have gotten there first. Yeah, I, just but... I wasn't thinking of the game. Oh, gotta... <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. So are we at number one? Well, that was my number three. three. I'm sorry. That was, was my number three. three. So we're yeah, that's number two. Say. Okay, here's my number two. Uh, this one I'm really pumped about. So we just talked about Dead Men Tell No Tales and the uh, the tiles, how some of them get burned, right? And you can't yes. use them. This one. Stop rubbing called... it in with the burn. <laughs> or oh, the night cage. Okay. The night cage. Yeah. Um, so I Tell figured this, this one. one. Yeah, this one is interesting. Um, I thought this was uh, a good call because we are coming up on Halloween season here in the States, mm -hmm. and uh, this is a horror-themed game. It is a cooperative game. Uh, let me get up some of the tiles here. I mean, these are some gor gorgeous photos out here. Um, what you do, you're awake in the dark, right? And you don't know where the heck you are. You need to get out of this pitch-black labyrinth. So you're working together to get, get out of here, and as you lay, uh, open up tiles, you can only see tiles that are illuminated by your candle. Okay, a so real candle? Um, well, not a real candle, but uh, in, in the game mechanism, uh, there's gonna be a candle where you can see like orthogonally or whatever. But oh, okay, it gives you an idea of how far your vision is. Gotcha. Cor correct. But as you move on, of course, as you're moving forward, you can see tiles in front of you, but now the tiles behind you are gone. They flip oh. over. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? That, that this is why I'm really cool. excited about this. So your visibility, the entire game is going to be limited. So you're working together trying to remember, oh, are we supposed to go out here? Because you have to collect a key and get the heck out of there or else, you know, terrible things happen. So uh, I think this is going to be a great one to play, on, obviously, on Halloween. But if you're into horror themes, I, I think this is a winner. I love the theme of just trying to get out and trying to help each other in darkness, right? So yeah. this is the Night Cage. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, who's the designer? I forgot to look up the designer. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them. Oh, Christopher oh, Ryan group, Champ, yeah. Chris McMahon, and uh, Ross Saunders from Smirk and Laughter Games. That is the... <sighs> More I'll like back to our first or second episode. That's right, yeah. Smirk and Dagger. Yeah. So um, early, early reviews of this have been really positive from um, what I've seen. So this is one I'm super hyped about. And for folks who are listening later, I mean, the pictures he was just showing me—it looks like he has very, very cool-looking miniatures that are kind of creepy, but also kind of have almost a Nightmare Before Christmas that, that's right. or, yes. um, you know uh, vibe to them. So I yep. say Danny Elfman. I can't think of the uh, director now. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I was going to say Danny Elfman, but that's the music. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I, I have to admit, I didn't look at this very closely because I knew, oh, it's really creepy. Jen generally yeah. doesn't like creepy stuff, but this seems, yeah. oh, this seems, I, and I love that. I almost kind of like that snake idea that you're yes. moving along and what yep. was behind is lost and what's yeah. out there now. It may have changed. That's really cool. And that, that's like the perfect analogy right there, Snake. I remember that game. I spent way too many t uh, hours on my Nokia phone playing Snake. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my number two. That is the Night Cage, folks. Yeah, all right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, then, the, uh, let's save the best for last. Yes. My number one. Um, and by the way, that was Ruel's number one. I don't know if you ever said, what we do is each of us actually comes up with 10 ahead of time. And then we actually send them to a third party who confirms whether we have overlap. And if so, then whoever rated it higher is going to get to talk about this one or that one or the other thing. So that's how we've been, you know, been actually being able to come to you with 10. Um, so my number one, although, man, I had like 45 I could have talked about today. <laughs> yeah. There were so many. And in fact, I think I'm going to be doing a ramble uh, in the next couple of days. For folks who back my channel on Patreon, if you back at the $2 a month level, you can watch my monthly ramble where I talk about all kinds of things, like a much deeper dive into like my top 50 games for Gen Con, which is awesome. what I'll be filming in a couple of days. But anyway, my number one in the meantime, after some blatant self-promotion there, um, is Free Radicals. Oh, I, also from WizKid Games, so I think this is our second WizKids uh, title we're yeah. talking about today. And, okay. um, you know, it's interesting. You could go and look at the pictures of this, but it's 
kind of hard to get a sense for what this game is because it's just an explosion of colors. In this world, it's it's in the near future. These strange alien artifacts have appeared that are um, you know just kind of completely transforming the technology of our planet. It's a worker placement game in this kind of like very bright neon, colorful, upbeat Blade Runner type world. Basically, if you can imagine an upbeat Blade Runner instead of a dour, depressing Blade Runner, that's where we are. So it's got worker placement stuff, and that's all fine. But um, actually, what sold me is uh, again, if you go to Board Game Geek, there's one video for this game today. It's from de- um, designer extraordinaire Daniel uh, Solis. Um, actually, oh, yeah. if you if you if you go, if run his video, we haven't tried this. I'm sure it'll work. Um, and Daniel, <laughs> by the way, is a, a great designer in his own right. I mean, Kadama Tree Spirits. Mwah. But anyway, if you scroll ahead. It's a worker placement game. You're, you're putting your workers out on the board to gather stuff, and it's all in kind of this quasi-sci-fi. But if you jump to about halfway through the video, it'll start showing, here's the thing that got me excited. Each player has their own custom player board. Each player, depending on who they are, is playing a radically different game. One player Ooh. has a mandala they're playing. That's what you have on screen right now. They've got a mandala where they're picking stuff up, moving around. Another player is a different type of character. They've got this team management thing where they're trying to upgrade different people. Another player is playing a polyomino tile laying game, which is what you just put on the screen. There's another player who is actually playing a domino style tile laying game. And if you keep going, there's there's several more. There's one who's actually playing an explore the world game. There's one who's playing, that's what you're seeing now, a pick up and deliver game. So like, oh, or Merchant's Cove, um, this is becoming a thing these days. Where, okay, there's the central game that you know ties us all together, but we're all doing radically different standalone games. Wow. And I am very excited about that because most of these games that have come out so far haven't really worked for me in Gen because they always have kind of this like really cutthroat element to them. But um, it looks like this one does not because this is just like very positive and peppy and upbeat and bright and colorful and everybody gets their own game to play wow. oh I'm very excited about this one. Oh yeah if you're the if you're the entertainer you've got your own personal deck of cards and you're trying to do this hand management game to put on a really good performance instead of exploring the world if you're the explorer or you know, I mean so wow. I'm very very excited Daniel if you watch his video does a very good job he's the developer not the designer he's the developer on the game and he really goes deep into what they're trying to achieve with the game he totally sold me on this game which is why it's my number one if i were with you at gen con i would not leave without free radicals that's now that's on the top of my list this looks right. absolutely 100 amazing wow wow free radicals folks cool. we so, did yeah, it you got the you got you know oath root those type of games asymmetric but i mean this is oh my gosh this looks amazing yep wow Great stuff. So we've got a lot of great stuff coming up from uh, Gen Con, friends. Um, let us know in chat what you're looking forward to. And yeah. uh, we've, you have we've, 10 got, minutes. we've still got some time to hang out and talk games. What shall we do next, Rado? Well, um, we, last week we didn't have enough time to do a real ranks. we got 10 minutes. I think that would probably take away the Q&A. What do you want to do? I would like to do Q&A. I think that was so All much right. fun, you know, hanging out with folks. And folks, let us know. Ask some questions here in chat. We will answer them as we go, as many as we can in the next few minutes. Um, we, we love hanging out with y'all, and we really appreciate y'all uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, so fire up those questions. We will answer them as we go. All right. Um, everyone's saying that uh, Free Radicals looks radical. Well done. Um, <laughs> I don't think you should uh, reward those kinds of observations, quite frankly. Okay, noted, noted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the 80s are back. Uh, this looks radical. Wow, there's a lot of this. Come on, right. Video games have vaporware, says Nick. Games that are announced but never shipped. What board game that has been announced but never came out do you want to magically be released at Gen Con? Does that happen in our industry? I, I don't know. Um, you know, I know there's been problems with like um, I think the Evil Dead. They they had problems. They oh right, that was going to go on Kickstarter or something. They I don't know if it was something to do with the IP and they had to shut that off. Also with uh, Terminator, there was like a Terminator game. Okay, you know, these these eighty movies that I'm into, like I know that they've had struggles uh, trying to get those out. So maybe that might be it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Gerald asks, Hey Rado, will you be going to any live gaming events in the future? Well, I'd love to go to Gen Con. If uh, Gen Con wanted to, I don't know, have me do some live plays like a good personal friend of mine who maybe could pull some strings. I don't know. Come on, Gen Con. Come on, Gen Con. Uh, Let's, I would love to play games with Rado live. We, we'll make that happen. You know, we have Dice Tower West next year. Yes, we And do. 
you and I may know someone that's helping organize the content creator conference. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Actually, if you end up uh, going it's to me. Dice Tower West. Oh, is, oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I am organizing it, so if um, we, we shall Yeah, talk. so that's like a convention within a convention Correct. where board game media folks get together and uh, complain about publishers, basically. <laughs> my official answer is no, but my unofficial answer, <laughs> we will save offline. But no, it's going to be a great way for the community of content creators to get together, share resources, network, and hey, maybe do some live streaming as well. From that the sounds very cool. Yeah, um, so. yeah, to answer the question, I will be at Board Game Geek Con this November in Dallas. Nice. Uh, like like you you said right up front it was something Jen and I talked about quite a bit and we weren't quite sure but um you know when I when I when they announced their particulars you have to be vaccinated you yep. also they are requiring masks at all times in all mm -hmm. venues except they are setting a few mask free rooms apparently somewhere that are far okay. away from the rest if people absolutely want that and you have to reserve those ahead of time and so i thought it's from everything i sounded like uh, board game geek is handling the situation with a lot of care and responsibility yeah. and um you know I, and you know it's jen's and my i mean no offense, dice tower west is phenomenal as well yeah. uh you know tim who puts it he puts on an amazing show plus it's so much fun that it's in vegas and there's so much other stuff you can do yeah. but it is hard to top board game geek uh, yearly convention. And so I will be, Jen and I will be there. Jen will be selling her glassware and I'll be sitting at her booth the entire time, just playing games with anybody who wants to stop by and awesome. say hi. Yeah, there it is folks. All right. So, uh, BGG con, um, uh, Gerald also asked, where is Dice Heart? Yeah. Uh, Dice Heart West is in Vegas. Um, yep. Monica asked, can you name one game you really want to play now or very soon? We named five last week. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll name one real quick. I just played for the first time Rift Force last night with Michelle. Oh yeah, loved it, mm -hmm. loved it. I don't I don't think it's your type of game, uh, Rado. It's I mean it's a uh, one on one, one v one combat game. You're trying to knock the other player out. Michelle and I really really liked it. It was um very cool hand management game, and uh, you play with a bunch of different factions. You mash them almost like Smash Up, but better. That's how I'm I'm telling I'm looking at it like there Smash Up, but better. Um, that is Rift Force. I'm looking forward to play. Michelle and I are probably going to play it again tonight. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, when we did that list, I mean, I had a long list of stuff I could initially, I could keep on listing because we did our mm -hmm. want to get play games. And I think one of the ones that just missed was Pelepony's the card game, actually. Um, oh. Because I have the Patronus expansion and I've never played it. Oh, it's driving me nuts. So Pelepony's is phenomenal. Pelepony's the card game might even be better, but I haven't spent as much time as I have with the original Pelepony's, which is in my top 10 games of all time. So, I mean... Putting aside the five I talked about last week, my number six probably would have been Pelepony's The Card Game with the Patronus expansion. Nice. And, you know, that's a nice callback because I remember we did a show, the our top ten games outside of the BGG top 3,000. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that was your number one or yes, one of was. the top ones. Yeah. I, I really still, love it. Yeah, I'd still love to play it. Uh, we've got another question here. Um, I just – oh, my gosh, I just missed it. Oh, uh, Monica asks, sports or games you need to be physical in? Hands up, Happy Salmon, Crockett? Um, I'm not really so, sure. I guess dexterity games or physical? I guess. Yeah, I'm a happy Sabbath fan. I have a fan. very yeah. interesting game that's on my list of games to play. Oh, what is it? I want to give it a shout out because it's really cool. Okay. Let me see if I can find it on my list of, of shame. All right, no, I just need to go to pubsent.rado.com, which is a list of all the games I've got on hand from publishers that I have yet to cover. And where is it? It is, it is on here, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Oh, well, why are you finding that? I'm going to answer another question. It's Reach. Oh, and it's, okay. it's a simple little game. It's just a, a small deck of cards. comes in a bag. It's one of those little micro games. But here's the deal. We are both astronauts and we're in zero G and we're floating around and the ship is in danger. And we are actively trying to throw stuff to get enough momentum to be able to maneuver on the spaceship. And that, that represents us like, you know, we have a hand of cards. Okay, I'll throw this module. I'll throw that in this direction so I can float in that direction. Here's the brilliant thing about this game. You can just play it at a table or you could go outside into your backyard and treat your backyard as the big space and literally physically move around. Hey. And, um, and wow. what we're trying to do, we're literally just trying to reach each other. So you can have a couple <laughs> meeples that are trying to reach each other on the board, or you can play it in real life and physically try to grab onto each other. And that's what we're trying to do. I wow. really like the idea of it. That's fascinating. That sounds yeah. really cool. Um, let's see, other questions here. Um, have you ever broken a board game component? Um, I have. I've, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know I've broken something. Um, 
So one of the, like something where you had to build it out of cardboard and you put together a box and for whatever reason, I, you know, I think I stepped on it or something, but yeah, I, I have broken it. Not on purpose. I don't think I've, I've, I've broken anything on purpose. Have you broken a component on purpose? Personally, I have, I, I've not broken anything, but I believe one of our tiles in an old um, key game, uh, key harvest got chewed up by a dog. <laughs> um so there's that and uh we, we were able to proxy it it was fine yeah but uh yeah that's it otherwise i mean we're grown-ups here we can handle it we can handle <laughs> our boys uh, responsibly that's true um okay there's a lot of great questions here appreciate it folks um let's see oh, hey scott there. scott alden of Morgan geek is in hey, the scott. hey scott how are you doing i'll be in the house yes um more questions Yes, we got more. There are plenty. Uh, someone was asking about hungry, hungry, hungry hippos. Um, haven't played that in years. Um, you know, what? I never played it. Really? Yeah, never. Oh. As a kid, didn't have it. Yeah, uh, I, I saw the commercials incessantly throughout the seventies <laughs> in my childhood. But yeah. I'm going, and I can still remember some hungry, hungry hippos. hippos hungry, 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 yeah. hungry hippos. <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean, I still got that stuck in my brain, but I've never actually played the thing. Um, someone said Crokinole. Crokinole is the greatest dexterity game ever. That's that is hard to argue. That is that, that is that is yeah, yeah, greatest game ever, greatest dexterity game ever. Uh, some people are pointing out uh, furnaces on your table right now, right? Yep, 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 yep. From yep. the sponsor of the show, Arcane Wonders, and go back and find the secret word somewhere in this episode so you can win a copy. Yes, there it is. Wrong. One more time, folks. Send that secret word to, in the subject line to contest at rado.com. And don't forget, uh, tell us what country you're in because you'll be entered into yes. one of two contests depending on where you live. Yep, yep, or yep. Where you want it shipped. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. I see a question from Peter asking yeah. actually about Furnace. Did they change the art in the new version of Furnace to have more inclusion? Asks, um, oh, Nain. Uh, but Peter uh, re asked the question for him. Yes, they did. I probably should have mentioned this. Uh, when I covered it last year, everybody gets to pick one. Of, let me go back to the overhead view. Overhead view of Furnace from our sponsor, Arcane Wonders. Everybody gets to pick an industrialist. And the original uh, Russian version of the game I had just had five white dudes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I get it. There were a bunch mm -hmm. of white Russian dudes. But I said, it'd be really nice to have some color. And it's not like there weren't other important people um, you know, pushing this in the time. And so when Arcane Wonders picked it up, they did, in fact, bring in a little more color to the game, Love which it. is very, very appreciated. And in fact... Uh, you know, this is kind. Of, I'm, I'm glad you asked because a lot of times, you know, you know, I wear the shirts. Well, you're, you're aware I wear the shirts, oh, yeah. and I get a lot of why are you doing that, Rado? What's the point? Why do you complain about inclusion in games? It doesn't matter. It's just games. And um, but the thing is, these characters would not be. I mean, I know this directly from Arcane Wonders. These would not have been in here if I hadn't made not a stand, but if I hadn't just said it would be nice. I, so and why not? Why not? When you get the opportunity to, when you can make history come alive a little bit more, and you can also be more inclusive. And um, so, I mean, I'm I'm really I had a very tiny part in the development of this game, but I'm very very proud of it. Um, and you yeah. can win a copy. And I, I appreciate that, Rado. That's um, that's why I enjoy being on the show because I'm just going to say it right now. You get it, my friend. That's you, you get it. You know, and I try. Um, I, yeah. I, I've made some missteps, but I try. I try and, real hard. And that's the thing. Uh, we've all made missteps, but, you know, um, I, I will leave people nameless. But unlike some other people, you owned up to it and uh, you did the right thing. So I appreciate on behalf of all of us. I appreciate you. And thank oh, you. for You're going to make my out. face red for a completely different reason. Now. <laughs> my cheeks are burning uh, once more. Yeah. Uh, Scott Alden wants to uh, just want to shout out. He, there's a Topo Chico sighting, folks. Yes. Topo Chico. It's muy delicioso. I'm still not sponsored by y'all. Someone hook me up. Have you? So you, 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 you this is a, this is a crusade that Ruel has been on now on his channel for a couple of weeks. You yeah. just keep dropping their catchphrase. Apparently, yeah. the stuff is delicious. I guess it, it is very delicious or muy delicioso. Muy I, delicioso. Are you a friend of uh, mineral water or sparkling water? Oh, I can't stand the stuff. Oh, then this isn't for you. But for no, the rest no, no. of us, who, <laughs> no. I, I love it. And actually, it's funny. We actually did a bit on this on Good Looking Kickstarters. Becca and I just went with it. and For the whole episode, yes. For the whole episode. We're, we're trying to get a sponsor. I would love it. But anyways, um, let's see. What else do we have out here? We have a, like a couple of minutes, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. 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 Um, Someone talking about Pitch Car. Yeah, Pitch Car is a great one. Classic is another great Dex Guardian game. Again, I, I'm, I'm all about... Um, um, a crokinole folks i love crokinole i actually just played a really fun one uh, recently called a uh, crash octopus that's another fun dexterity game and right. I, the, I think the question is oh okay. here's one okay. do r or r ever do jigsaw puzzles 
I assume you must because of your Renegade connection. Yes, I loved it. And even before I got into gaming, uh, like board games, Michelle and I, we love Jigsaw Puzzles. It's the ultimate cooperative game, right, folks? You're mm-hmm. trying to put together this uh, puzzle, right? Actually, yes. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check out Gaming Rules, which is a, a great channel from Paul Grogan, mm-hmm. uh, personal friend of mine, great, great guy. He did, I don't remember if it was an April Fool's video, where he did an unboxing and live play of a Jigsaw Puzzle, but he did it from the <laughs> point of view of, well, this is a really weird cooperative game. Where are the rules? Okay, well, nice. we're going to give it a try. And, and he did a full review. It was awesome. It was excellent. And he and his wife, pretty much, uh, they did a time lapse and played and you know, and filmed the whole thing. Oh, so, yeah, that, that was a really, uh, yeah. Give, give, give me really some cool. love. I, I love that guy. Great channel. He, yeah, he, he is fantastic. Well, so do you, do you do, and Jen do Jigsaw Puzzles? As or? kids, but no, okay. it's, that's not something that's ever really jumped out at us. I'm really, so you said you dig it still. Oh yeah. Can you, can yeah. you say why? I mean, just because it's relaxing yeah. or yeah, it, it is like yeah, no, it's um it, it's very relaxing. Um, you know, it's just there's something zen about it where you're just trying to find the pieces that fit and put them on there. And you know, we all start or we start with the edges and then work our way in. And mm-hmm. um the last couple of ones we've done were uh, from the op. They do some really cool um oh. pop culture ones. So we did a Simpsons puzzle, which was fantastic. It had like a, literally hundreds of Simpsons characters that you had um, in like this whole thousand oh, piece puzzle. Awesome. Uh, and then we did also did a Scooby-Doo puzzle. And right now the one we're working on, which is actually hurting my brain a little bit, is the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls puzzle. I don't know what it is. I can't get those. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, we love jigsaw puzzles. Um, but hey, I think we're all about okay. out of time, Hirado. All right. uh, you want to okay. take us out? Um, perhaps talk about our sponsor before we yes, get out of here? Yes, well, um, thanks to everybody who showed up. And, um, you know, uh, good luck on winning the concert. Oh, we didn't actually talk about next week. Oh, next week, yeah. folks, as we mentioned right up front, Ruel is not going to be in the house. He's going to be in Indianapolis uh, cruising the highways and byways of Gen Con. But we have a preliminary plan that... Hotel Wi-Fi, um, if, it'll, if, if it works out okay, that we will probably do um, the R&R show next week on Friday. So after Ruel has been there a couple of days, he's been able to see some stuff. If the Wi-Fi is up for it, we will do a special, we'll probably still do noon, I imagine, West yeah. Coast time, which would be, yeah. was it 2 or 3, three o'clock for you out in Indianapolis? I guess yep. probably 2 o'clock. And uh, you'll, you'll tell us what's been going on. And we'll, uh, but again, it uh, it's preliminary because... We don't know how good the Wi-Fi is going to be. But if so, uh, we'll, we'll be on a special R&R time, special R&R date next week, Friday. Yeah, but that would we'll, be a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, I think maybe, you know, I'm sure we'll do like a practice uh, stream right beforehand, you yeah. know, and make sure everything exactly. works. And, and, and test, test the waters, as it were. Because I don't want to do this by myself. I can't do it, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it yeah. without you. Yeah, oh, and I, you know, every know, week I look forward to this. Where will they find you? Where will they find you at Gen Con? Uh, they're going to find me, folks. You're going to find me. I will be working with Gen Con uh, during the uh, convention itself, uh, doing live streaming. You will also find me occasionally at the Ivy Games booth. So Ivy Games, uh, they have okay. created uh, Mythic Mischief. That's right now on GameFound. You can check that out. So you can also play uh, that game. Every day I wake up and I look at my YouTube subscriptions and here's another video (laughs) of you playing this game with with more people. I love this game. I think it's so good and I want more people to play it. Um, It is fantastic. So find me at the uh, Mythic Mischief booth, folks, and uh, we can hang out there. Again, all the friendly waves are going to – they're free. I've got a bunch of them for you all, so uh, (laughs) let's meet up. Yes. 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 All right. Well, then, I think that's it, folks. Thanks, as always, for watching, and we'll be back next week if all goes to plan but in the yep. in final i do want to say a big shout out a big thanks to arcane wonders for sponsoring the show and everybody have a